ladies and gentlemen, the only thing most Americans agree on is that the public schools are mediocre at best. But here's the bizarre thing. People don't want to blame the obvious culprits, that is, the people in charge. In every other field of human endeavor, when things don't work out well, bosses are fired. Then new people with new ideas are brought in. That's a universal formula for dealing with failure. But in education, the public ties itself into pretzels to avoid blaming the ones creating all the problems in the first place. Now, has anyone in the educational establishment ever been fired for anything less than a major felony? No, they are permitted to drone arrogantly on, even as the country gets more ignorant by the year. These pretenders are promoted, they are given grants, they receive awards, they are hailed as educators of the year. Maybe I should explain that by education establishment, I mean only the people at the very top. 500 people at most. The astonishing thing is how successful this tiny clique dumbs us down, deflects blame, squanders billions, cons the media, and encourages people to fight among themselves over whether parents, kids, unions, drugs, television, computers, etc., 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 are the real villain, not them. Maybe each of these things, these causes, does create some damage, but wouldn't you always want to go to the very top and find the primary cause of large systemic failure? The point of this little tirade is to say, stop blaming the victims. Mainly that's kids, parents, and also teachers. Blame the guilty. They're called educators, even though their main activity is social engineering. So I suggest there be a new mantra. Punish the perps. One comical aspect of this whole thing is that the education establishment seems to encourage even kindergarten teachers to call themselves educators. In this way, there's no word left over for the people actually in charge. So they become invisible. Who? It was a fad for a while to cause, call these people educationists. We also saw the term educrats. Some people talk about educational establishment in lowercase. I consistently use the term education establishment to mean specifically the top people, the bosses, the ruling elite, the commissars, the guilty. Please people, let's not waste time criticizing 40 million parents, 25 million students, and 3 million teachers. These are vast, unwieldy groups. You can't make any generalization about them. You can't move them in any one direction. Let's talk about the real problem, i.e. the small group of bosses giving the orders and dictating the worldview at the elite ed schools. If you could change their minds or just replace them, you would see real changes quickly. When a corporation is failing, you fire the chief operating officers. You fire the board, you fire the top five or ten people. That's what we need to do here get rid of the top decision makers at Teachers College, Harvard's Graduate School of Education, University of Chicago School of Education, and other similar dens of dumbing down. I've always thought that kids, parents, and teachers are e equally victims of the social engineering that John Dewey and his bunch introduced a century ago. Reading, writing, arithmetic, geography, foundational knowledge. 
Dewey actually dismissed them all. His nonsense is now part of the DNA that guides the education establishment. Their souls reek of socialist theory and strange communist sophistries. They have a death grip on everything that goes on in the public schools. QED. When children are not learning, it's obviously the fault of the people at the top. Let's replace them. Thank you. Overview. Let's fix education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.